again, it is your backstage pass for the Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. And thank you very much to the Berks Arts Council for making this show possible and for making Jazz Fest possible. Huge, huge event, 28 years running now. And the backstage pass gives us an opportunity to meet the people who are on the stage only backstage and find out a little bit about how they got on stage. Education is a huge part of Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. So our guests this afternoon are Carl Zeppelin. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Carl, you've been an educator for? 32 years. This is my 32nd 32 year. 32 years. Yeah. Always at Kutztown? All of them at Kutztown, yeah. Kutztown Middle yeah. School. Kutz, yes. Yeah, I started actually in the high school back in 1986. I did a stint at the elementary school as well. So I taught at all three levels, you know, elementary, middle school, and high school. Obviously, you love it or you wouldn't have done it for 32 years. Right. And I like the middle school level. It's just the right amount of, uh, you know, charisma with the kids. You can mold them, that kind of thing. They don't have attitude, you know, yet, that sort of thing. But, oh, you know, come yeah. on. No. <laughs> no. No, I really like enjoying, you know, starting at the beginning level and just kind of see them take off from there. So yeah. that brings up another point. Chris Gallagher is with us. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. Thank and congratulations. You. you are a member of the Brooks All-Star Jazz Band. Yes. Thank you. For how many years now? Four. This will be my fourth. Four years in a row. That's quite an accomplishment. Because you have to audition every year. It's not a shoe in correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you have Mr. Zeppelin as a teacher? I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. got to see him grow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's... Uh, there's a million questions in my mind right now. What do you remember most about Mr. Zeppelin? That's a tough question, so I don't mean to put him on the spot. He's there, but you know, when you went into Mr. Zeppelin's class, maybe, maybe not what you remember, but what did he leave you with? What did you learn from him? I guess the determination and inspiration mm -hmm. to really keep moving forward and progress with what he left. Oh, that's a pretty cool thing to That means, and how did he parlay that to you? I guess by really getting me into jazz as a whole. I remember in eighth grade, I took his music appreciation type class and every week a student would bring in a selection of music to play. And one time my friend Asher Zettelmoyer, he brought in um, the Tonight Show big band with Doc Severinsen and they played this arrangement of In the Mood. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. And I think I'll remember that moment forever because that really is one of the moments that really made me want to just keep playing. So let me back up with you a little bit, Chris. You started playing when? The summer before I went to fourth grade. And in fourth grade at school, did you get an instrument? Did you get to pick an instrument? There's that music program. Is that still, mm -hmm. was that the case when you were in fourth grade? Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to pick an instrument? Yeah. And what were you playing then? The trumpet. Oh, it's been the trumpet from the get-go. Yeah. First love. Gotta love it. Um, so did you play, when did you get into the jazz band at, at school? Um, since I, well, each um, school has a jazz band, elementary, middle, and high school. Oh. Um, I started earlier than everyone else did playing their instruments, so I started taking lessons and everything a bit before. So I was a bit ahead of everyone else when I was in fourth grade than the other fourth graders. And the jazz band in elementary school is usually just fifth graders, but she asked me and another friend of mine to join since we both started taking lessons early. So I started in fourth grade. Were you playing jazz? Well, obviously, if you're in a jazz band. I guess I'm wondering, in my mind, you don't start in jazz. Did you start at jazz or did somebody turn you on to jazz at some point? Were you playing the trumpet and other music? 
Yeah, I was playing a bunch of different kinds of music. Yeah. It's elementary school music, so it was a bunch of different fun stuff. Yeah. What did you listen yeah. to at home, perhaps? When I was that young? Yeah. Well, I mean, you were listening to what your parents listened to, right? Yeah. yeah. And what, what was that? A lot of, they listened to a lot of classic rock. Classic so rock. A lot of it was that. Eventually, I started listening to pop music because my sister listened to pop music all the time. And uh -huh. she would sit in the front seat because I was still <laughs> like a bit too short <laughs> and young. Front seat yeah. Rolled, right? <laughs> yeah, so she would control the radio. And then I listened to what she would listen to. And then I got into that. So, and then eventually I started listening to jazz more once I got older in middle school. When you could choose. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Carl? I'm going to ask you that same question. Okay. What were you listening to when you were a little kid? I was listening to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> classic know? rock. That was one of the, yeah, I started off listening to classic rock and yeah. I played in a, you know, the old garage band. I remember when I was in junior high school, we had a garage band and uh, played with as many different people as we could. And then it just kind of evolved from there. And did you, you know? two always play the guitar? Um, yes, that was my first instrument I started when I was in sixth grade. And did yeah. you start with lessons, or you just picked it up because you wanted to? No, play I started with lessons. Did Actually, you? my mother, uh, my mother made me take six months of piano, and I had to practice it every day. And that was one of the best things she did. I hated it. I hated the piano, but I had to do it for six months and, until they would get me guitar lessons, and then we finally did that. And at that time, practicing was not. It wasn't. A, it was just something I did. You know, yeah. it was, we didn't talk about it. You had to do it. It was just something you did religiously. You know, you we're taking lessons. We're going to practice our instrument, you know, every day. And uh, it was one of the things my mother instilled in me. And, uh, that begs another question. You said she, mm -hmm. she made you play the piano. Right, yeah. wasn't your instrument of choice. Why is it, and you could speak to this as a music teacher, well, I that it's good to, to learn yeah. on the piano? I wanted to play guitar, but right? she understood the fact that uh, we should, you know, understand how the piano worked because it's all right there. Because the piano is only this big and then it just keeps repeating. Where on a guitar oh. or a trumpet or a saxophone, you can't really see it, but all the theory is right there on a piano. Here's a C, there's a C sharp, there's a D, etc. Where on these instruments, like a trumpet or a saxophone or a guitar, you just can't see it. And she knew that, you know, the piano is something that everybody ought to understand or at least get the basics of. Did you, you know? tinker around the piano at all? I never took any lessons, no. I I know how I I can play a bit of the piano. I can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. read both clefs. Um but as far no further than that. So well, but did your mother play? Yes, she did. She played uh, accordion, actually, ah, you know, she's yeah. back from way old school, you know, did all the polka band, things like that. And then she used to direct the church choir, you know, and that ah. I started singing in, in that, and that was the musical background that she had, you know. So I'm um, hearing from both of you, now your parents, did they play? They did not, no. Oh, but they put an instrument in your hand at a very young age um, and got lessons for you. It was, I don't know why it was, but it was ever since I was really young, I just, I guess said one time that I wanted to play the trumpet. So ever since then, I just kept saying that I wanted to play the trumpet. And then finally I got to the age where you could play an instrument in school. So then I finally decided to play the, play trumpet, the trumpet for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How about middle school, elementary school to middle school? To high school. Now you've taught them all, mm -hmm. Carl. Right. And you like middle because they've gotten their 
hands wet and maybe they know they want to be there? And they're very innocent and you can just kind of show something to them and they go, okay, let's try that, you know, and they're willing to take risks where we don't get uh, a little bit, uh, you know, frightened, stage fright, yeah. something like that. I find that that level, if we can, you know, just give it to them and have them feel comfortable with it, that they really, really can do things that they never thought they could. Right. Could, you know, it's just not a, a barrier, so to speak. Some of the things we as human beings put up these barriers for ourselves and complicate things. You know, whereas especially in jazz, when you're trying to create this um, improvisation or this spirit that's going to come out within you, um, you know, sometimes that's hard to unlock. And mm -hmm. and you, I think, give a testament to that when you said, Mr. Zeppelin. It kind of ignited that passion of stick with it and work mm -hmm. hard. So you have an open mind, mm -hmm. would you say, yeah. in, in middle school. What do you want to do? I want to play, yeah. When you're done school, are you going to college for it? Or are you going to go mm -hmm. right into playing? Are you with the band? I'm going to go to college. Yeah, mm -hmm. and study? Yeah, I'm going to major in music performance. Performance? Mm -hmm. So you want to be with an orchestra, maybe on your own? I think what would be really cool is to play on a cruise ship. <laughs> it, it just sounds so much fun. Yeah. I'm looking over here. I know I'm looking upset yeah. here. Peter White was just in here, and he just came back from a jazz cruise. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Look at that. Yes, uh -huh. and and he talked about you know playing ever since he was young and kind of always feeling that music mm -hmm. and being determined. So there's you're following that path too. Are you still playing with the snack? club, right? Yes. So you yeah. play, you you teach it, that's your job, and right. well, I guess it's a job when you're playing with the snap club, but is any of it a job? Um, I mean, the, the school thing can be a job just because of the, you know, things you have to do, not yeah. necessarily working with the kids, but all the, you know, forms you have to fill out, whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but performing is not really a job. That's just something that I love to do. That's an opportunity to express, you know, to yeah. enjoy, yeah, yeah. you know, what you can do and sharing the talents of what other people can do. And just when you do it on stage together, it's just a magical moment. So. Is it an outlet? Yes, like a, I would a, say the so. life outlet. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and it's almost like a way of life. I can't um, imagine not doing it. You know, not having that as part of my life. How about know? for you, Chris, as, a, as a, a high school student? And there's lots of pressures and lots of demands, and you have to do all of these things. What does music mean for you? Is it an outlet, or is it another thing you have to do? It's really something that I love to do. I mean, it's not anything that I have to do. Like, no one's forcing it upon me. Mm -hmm. um, but since I love to do it, um, everyone's really supportive around me, too, which is really nice because... Are you excited for the Jazz Fest? I am, yeah. So this will be your fourth year performing at the Jazz Fest as mm -hmm. well. And you go on stage right after the U.S. Navy Commodores? Yeah. Or before? I think it's before. Yeah, right before. before. Yeah, we open yeah. up so for them, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday mm -hmm. of that week. How much... You just found out you're going to be in the band. Mm -hmm. How much do you get to rehearse with the other students before you actually go on stage? There are a couple rehearsals that take place after everyone's school day is over mm -hmm. for about two hours, I believe. And then that'll go on for a couple times. And then there's one all-day rehearsal, which will last an entire school day, so probably about seven hours. And then eventually wow. we finally get to where we're actually going to perform. We do a sound check or something like that, and then we finally get to perform. 
I'm curious, when everybody got to bring a piece of music to class, yeah. what did you bring? I, when I was in seventh grade, <laughs> I auditioned to be in Junior County Band, and I was very fortunate and got lucky enough to place first. And wow. I, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> I, so I got to be in County Band and County Orchestra because they took the top three trumpets and put them in orchestra. And I remember the orchestra director chose Pirates of the Caribbean, the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. soundtrack. And we got to play that. And then we bought the CD afterwards so we could listen to it. And I brought in that recording. <laughs> so this is what we... Yeah. If I you remember could, that moment. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think at that moment? No, I thought it was great. I was looking more at the reaction of some of the other kids. Which the was? Class. They were like, mm, where are the words to this song? You know? oh. And then we talked about words being lyrics. And then, you know, obviously that not all songs have to have lyrics. And there is such a thing as instrumental music, you know. And then it just opens up the door for a lot of other conversations, you know, as far as classical music, the movie soundtrack, you know, things like that. And so the notes become the lyrics. Right. At some point in there. Yeah. So if you were going to bring a piece of music, what would you bring? Oh, let's see. Today I would probably maybe Blue Rondo a la Turk, something like that. Yeah, Dave Brubeck. Oh, okay, okay. I went to a diff I went to Gypsy Rondo, I think, okay. the classical music, okay. the Rondo Hemi. Okay. okay. Yeah, something like that. Just because, and I don't know why that just popped into my head right now, but uh, in concert band, we're working in a, a tune right now that has different meter. It's called Echoes from the Woods, and it's going from three four to four four, and then a six eight thing, and just to kind of get the point across that not all songs have to be in 4-4 four, four time, that there's different meter and that. So, and I think Blue Rondo Alaturk's a great one to do it. I think I brought that in for your class when we were there. I'm not sure. It's been a while ago. It's <laughs> interesting how you think of things, you know, when you come mm -hmm. from your, your viewpoint, which is that of an, an educator and that of somebody who wants to soak it up and be a trumpet performer. For, for your profession, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We have five questions, and we ask everybody at our backstage pass these same five questions. And who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. You're <laughs> going to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So when you hear jazz, what's that mean to you? A lot of people think a lot of different things. What do you think of? I guess I think of a genre of music mm -hmm. that really allows you to express yourself and really be able to do what you love, I guess. Um, I know that a lot of genres of music are like that, but jazz can really put you in an environment where you can be around tons of people that love doing it and enjoy it as much as you. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. How has it impacted your life, jazz music, how would you say? I guess the opportunities that I've been able to be a part of, um, like Berks County Jazz Fest, yeah. it's been a great uh, um, three years, now four, that I can't wait to start. Um, they've all been awesome experiences. And Berg's Jazz Fest really gets some great people. Like last year we had Terrell Stafford, who is yeah. the jazz director at Temple University. And it was just amazing to find out that he was going to be there to be the instructor for the Berg's County Jazz Fest. And it was just amazing. So. So that brings up, when you, when you start naming names like that and you're lighting up at different people, who are some of your mentors for jazz, specifically? Um, 
I guess, like I said, one of the first things that really started it was Doc Severinsen in the mood. After I heard that, I started listening to a lot of Doc Severinsen. And I actually went to see him at Penn State. Did you? Yeah, nice. that was really cool. I was in eighth grade when I did that. Mm. Now, it was a couple of years ago, I started listening to a guy named Leroy Jones, who is still alive today, which is really cool. He plays a lot of Dixieland music. Mm -hmm. He's from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I really love that style of music, and I just love listening to it's it. It's full of life. Isn't yeah, it, it is, yeah. and it's just amazing to listen to. So right now, I would say he's the biggest guy that I just really love listening to and makes me want to keep playing, because whenever I hear him, I just want to keep playing. I can yeah. see the passion yeah, in your I just, eyes. I so as you look forward, as you would project you already know what you want to do. What do you hope your jazz legacy would be? It's a That's tough a tough question. one. It is yeah, a really tough question, especially at a young age, yeah. because you're being impacted. Now, you're receiving other people's legacy. You can oh sit God. on that one. Okay. It's okay. okay, I don't want to, because <laughs> okay, okay. that is a tough one, especially yeah. when you're a senior <laughs> in high school. So, Mr. Zeppelin. Yes. How about you? I say jazz, jazz music. What's that mean to you? Well, it is America's music, and it's mm -hmm. an opportunity to perform where there really are no boundaries, so to speak. I mean, obviously, there are certain formats that you have to follow, but it's almost like a little club when you run into somebody that likes jazz. Now, we realize we're in the same club, you know, oh. because that's not... You don't run into that everywhere if you're walking down the street or that, right, you know, or right. people that are into jazz. And I tell my students some of the the best experiences I've ever had was when you get out of your comfort zone mm. and, and take risks. And I think um, jazz is all about that, you know, taking a little risk. Get out of your comfort zone and, and really explore what's there. And if you don't do that, you don't know what you might be missing or what could have happened. You that's know? a really good you know? analogy. And to then apply that to life, that's, yeah. that's an interesting way to look yeah. at it. How has jazz impacted your life? Um, I love listening to it. I, I love performing it. I love watching other people perform it. Like I say, it's um, it's a part of my life. I, I don't think a day goes by where I don't listen to some type of jazz, um, wow. whether it be, you know, when you're traveling in the vehicle or on the, you know, on, on YouTube at school or trying to share with the kids. It just becomes part of the lifestyle, you know, and the I think it's a good diet to have if you have a little jazz listening as well as a little jazz performing every day. Kind of um, like an apple a day. Almost, jazz yeah. A day. <laughs> How about um, people who have, who have touched your life, your jazz mentors? Um, I would say one of the, the, as far as musicians that I've listened to, Tal Farlow, I've never met him, but his uh, guitar playing I think is just incredible. Um, Joe Pass is another guy that I listened to a lot when I was in college and really tried to emulate that, that sound. Um, a guy that's alive today and really still doing it is Pat Metheny, you know, yeah. just incredible, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I would say they would be three real mentors that I've always enjoyed listening to and tried to to learn from. And here's here's that legacy question, and I think it's maybe a little mm. bit easier <laughs> when you're 30 years out there and yeah. looking back, instead of at this point, that was a tough one. So looking back, or, or even forward, mm -hmm. what do you hope your jazz legacy to be? Um, wow, it's something I've never really thought of. We don't, but we live it yeah. every day, right? You're right, yeah. I would say just to be 
you know, be yourself and, and know that it came honestly. And, and this is, you know, that there's no pretense or that. It's just, you know, this is what we tried to do every day. And uh, if yeah. I dare say right mm -hmm. here is part of your legacy. You taught Chris mm -hmm. in middle school. You ignited something in him that he's already carrying and talked about that. So all the students mm -hmm. that you've touched, that you've, you've made that your profession. Yeah, I'm, quite, um, yeah. I'm very lucky, very oh. lucky to have been able to do that. And uh, the list is, is quite long of students of Chris's caliber that, that really do continue. And um, it's neat when I get uh, phone calls or emails or that yeah. from students that are across the country or whatever and saying, hey, I'm still doing it. What are you doing? You know, type of it's pretty cool they reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, it That's is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then um, Jazz Fest, Boscombs Burks Jazz Fest. Mm -hmm. Do you, is there a highlight, a moment that you go, oh, I remember this. What would you share? Hmm. I remember, uh, I'm not sure when it was, maybe... 15 years ago, um, Randy Brecker and Dennis de Blasio performing over at the um, Crown Plaza, which was Gerald Vesey's jazz band. Yeah. I took my entire homeroom there, which is my which is my jazz band at school. And I remember, you know, taking, you know, at that point they were sixth, seventh, and eighth graders into a, a club like that, and going, oh, I hope this goes well. <laughs> um, you know, but there were no incidents, <laughs> and great. everybody really enjoyed it. And then the very next day, um, we were running a, uh, a Get Jazzed event at yeah. Kutztown. We were hosting it at Kutztown Middle School, and Dennis de Blasio was there working with the kids in the band room. So I guess seeing him and Randy Brecker perform that evening, having my kids there and getting them the opportunity to watch that, and then knowing that we were going to get a chance to interact with them the very next day, it was it was pretty heavy. It was, that know. sounds that sounds yeah. terrific, and what an opportunity to it, see the yeah. results of the the fruits of your labor right. on stage like that. And Get Jazz is a big, big part of Boscow's Burks Jazz Fest and an integral moment, and it, we're lucky. So thank you <laughs> for, for picking up your passion and following it all the way through. And here's your backstage pass this time with Carl Zeppelin and Chris Gallagher. Best to you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.